welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyat. It is really, really awesome to be with you again. And I'm so, so, so looking forward to my conversation today with my guest, that is Prachi Das. Prachi is a spiritual freedom expert. And the last time we were together, we had a really, really amazing conversation about spirituality, the nature of spirituality. And today we are going to dig deeper into a very specific, very, very juicy issue. (laughs) I say juicy because (laughs) I think it's super interesting and I've been thinking a lot about it. And Prachi has been helping me think a lot about it in very, very much deeper ways. So I'm so excited. Prachi, welcome. Thank you so much. And it's always a pleasure talking to you because I really feel like, you know, the way we connect on this topic is something that opens up my mind even more. Like I share something with you and you share something like some history point you shared with me about some cultures etc and it's always something new that we can kind of you know which expands our knowledge or expands our way of seeing things so it's very very good that we have been able to connect over this topic and you know have that sort of bonding about very similar views and coming from very variety of cultures i would say like you've also been in india and now you were in the us so you have different cultures that you've tasted and experienced so from that perspective it like you know comes out to be a more i would say blossomed you know point of view <laughs> indeed, indeed. And, uh, yeah definitely amazing to uh, talk about these topics so i'm glad to be here for a second time thank you for inviting me you're so 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 welcome uh, i'm so happy you're here and just so we're not being very mysterious about what this juicy topic is that we want to talk about today. It's all about boundaries. We're going to be talking about uh, about how we understand boundaries and why they're important and what kind of boundaries do we want to have and not have, etc. So let's jump mm-hmm. into it. And I would say my first question for you, Prachi, is can you tell me a little bit more about how you understand um, just the idea of boundaries like as people in general understand like you are a spiritual freedom expert so you have a very unique perspective but for people who are not grounded in the kind of spiritual perspective that you are um, how do you see them understanding boundaries why are boundaries important to them right so you know boundaries basically the concept itself may not have been uh, like you know I have no idea how it originated but I know like the way it is understood right now and that is what I sort of do not agree with so right now it has become like this part of your identity that these are my set of boundaries and nobody can violate those boundaries, etc. So my understanding of boundaries was basically that you are trying to protect yourself and you are trying to protect your identity. Maybe, you know, you are trying to protect your emotions, your physical body. And that comes from a very strong, like, you know, fear, fear-based thinking that there is some that is going to harm me people are probably you know uh, trying to harm me in whatever ways etc and earlier when I was going through 
in my initial phases of healing where i was taking different modalities of therapy trying to find out you know because i had gone through a lot of traumatic incidents even in my childhood and later on in my adulthood as well so going through those therapy modalities initially like yeah definitely my coaches my healers they would tell me to have boundaries and in that time probably that was required because i was very very vulnerable and you know not having any boundaries was just kind of keeping me taking on more shock waves can to you, say in a way yeah can you give an example of the kind of boundaries your therapists and counselors were mm-hmm. telling you to have at that time that you tried and found helpful hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it For your information, this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Are you a change maker, coach, trainer, or healer? Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire? Using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers the happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease interested book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me your happiness expert samia vano Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Yeah, so the boundaries like the conventional ones like you know how people are supposed to talk to me, what are the things that they say to me, they are like allowed to say to me or things that might offend me or hurt me, they are not supposed to say mm-hmm. and you know um that people are supposed to respect me and love me whatever like and eventually I found that you know that was more about um sort of expecting from others not really like you know trying to change myself in a way and i found that you know uh if they don't do those things if nobody offends me if nobody hurts me etc i am fine but as soon as somebody does something out of the line so to say i am again in that place where i'm hurt and i'm upset and like i'm nursing the wounds and what that told me was that the wounds are still there mm. so if the wound is still there what did my healing do i didn't feel like my healing did anything and um, so that that from there i already had this sort of kind of epiphany that you know maybe i have to think from the perspective that how can i become a person that does not get hurt no matter what the other person says or does or whatever right mm. so that was already something that was coming into my mind but it got reinforced when i was working with another coach and she said to me that and she did not use the word boundary but she said to me that you have to become that person mm. that kind of no matter what anybody says to you does to you you are not damaged physically mentally emotionally mm. so then i thought that yes this is what i already had in mind and this is what is really going to change because uh, i come from the spiritual perspective right so in the spiritual perspective there's this concept of inclusion that we are all one and when we are all one and then we don't try to control the other person so i really felt like you know whenever we are coming from the perspective that somebody else can harm me that's a very like separation mindset the very fear based mindset and it's a very strong like survival instinct and survival instinct will keep you in that fear based that you know every time i have to be on guard every time i have to you know like wear some kind of armor and the very word boundary basically feels like you know you are sort of having some kind of wall around you whatever right <clears throat> now not from non spiritual perspective how i understood this was like whenever we talk about the parasympathetic nervous system versus the sympathetic nervous system so when you are in that survival instinct when you are on guard all the time there is a sense of danger pertinent danger yeah right 
what that does to us is it puts us in the fight flight freeze spawn whatever you call it as that sort of a mode yeah. and that kind of compromises a lot of things in your physical body it like you know your probably your muscles will get the oxygen your main organs will not get the oxygen you will be producing more stress hormones so your body is constantly you know stressed out it's thinking like you know where is the danger coming from how am i protecting myself do i have to run or do i have to fight like you know all of those kind of things and that like perpetrates your trauma but betrays the wounds and it does not really allow you to heal and to be healing or to be healed you will have to switch to the parasympathetic which is the rest and digest where your body is like okay there is no danger and now which is basically what we do when we go to sleep but then when you are in that sort of fear based thinking and you are anxious and your mind is going in different ways even when you are sleeping your body is not able to like rest and recover yes. and restore good health yes so you actually made me think of something uh when you were giving these examples that perhaps the reason like for example when when you were going through the counseling and therapy process the reason that a counselor was recommending you create certain boundaries and mm-hmm. you found it helpful to a certain extent in that context was not so much it's it's like you put up a boundary and the boundary itself isn't healing the boundary itself mm-hmm. isn't um able to do anything to heal you it, like mm-hmm. it, it's just a boundary right it's just a boundary it's like the boundary i would say yeah but like what i was thinking of is that mm-hmm. you know like what's going on behind the boundary like maybe the mm. hope is that we will put up this boundary that will separate create some separation between us and what is on the other side to uh, you know we perceive that on the other side is what's dangerous to us what is hurtful to us and so on this mm. side that source of danger um is, is not present and so mm-hmm. that that space just gives us the time and the opportunity to to be able to relax and rest mm-hmm. and so then you know that will allow us the time we need and the space we need mm-hmm. the capacity we need to be able to heal but just having a boundary in and of itself of course mm-hmm. um wouldn't do anything um Mm. so it's like once you if even if you do set up a boundary but if you continue to remain in that um state where you know you're stressed you're uh, feeling afraid in danger mm. and you're not able to rest and relax or mm. rest and digest as you said then mm. no healing can take place so so the yes. boundary in itself then um you know it i mean in itself by itself it cannot it cannot um help you heal it, it doesn't serve yeah. the purpose yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of like you can think of it in the sense of like a bandaid or something uh-huh. let's say that you have put a bandaid on the so the healing is happening because your body knows how to heal right your body knows naturally how to heal and restore health but if you are like pulling it up and you're constantly seeing has it healed has it healed oh nobody you don't touch it don't touch it or like you're always trying to be like okay even though the bandaid is there you're still on guard and you're still trying to see that okay nobody touches it nothing goes in it etc so there is that sort of you know maybe a fear or whatever like in frustration people say that you know if you keep thinking oh is it manifesting is it manifesting it's less likely to manifest and if you just think yeah it's manifesting and let it go it will manifest like you know in that sort yeah. of way probably people would understand like that mm-hmm. and the other yeah. thing was that you know uh, that kind of 
trying to control somebody else mm. instead of controlling your own emotions instead of controlling your own behaviors yeah. so i really felt like you know um, if it's always about controlling others the other people have power mm. because in spirituality there's this huge concept of being in your own power knowing that you are a creative being knowing that you are sort of you know deciding where the life takes you where which direction you are moving in whereas when you are thinking about okay other people have the power so i have to control them so it's more like you know you are trying to it's like a tussle you are trying to be on a particular path but then other people sort of try to control your path and so it's very very difficult for you to evolve in a spiritual sense because you are kind of stuck in the survival instinct somewhere yes yes yeah because one of the primary goals of spirituality is for us mm-hmm. to sort of raise our consciousness beyond the needs of our body and in a mm-hmm. of course the survival instinct is such a strong need of 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 our mm-hmm. physical selves of our uh physical selves but i think you know like when you be- the more you begin to tune into the spiritual perspective um and you begin to see yourself as a spiritual being you know very different reality begins to emerge because like your soul uh, you know from the spiritual perspective it's indestructible uh, it yeah. cannot be harmed it cannot be killed um mm. you know like uh, no one can destroy it stab it murder mm-hmm. it etc <laughs> you know so yeah. no matter like, what they do to your body yeah yeah mm. it means well, actually uh, that reminds me of two things like yeah. there was this one book that i read which was can't hurt me by david goggins mm. and uh, so he talks about like you know how he actually put himself in those situations like even though as a kid he was really like fed up of all the bad things that happened to him all the trauma that he had to go through but still like once he decided that he wanted to be a navy seal he took on that challenge like you know no matter what they put him through hell week and you know the way he described everything and even after going through the hell week after becoming a navy seal again he put himself in those situations where like his body was uh, challenged over and over his mind was challenged over and over etc so how you perceive it right so if i perceive it as something which is danger it sort of weakens me but if i see it as something empowering it will strengthen me so there are a lot of these uh shaolin cultures or wherever like people they actually hurt themselves or they do very very intense like you know physical practices where they are strengthening their body so it's like you know the more you hurt the body it will become stronger whatever does kill me makes me stronger right so it's a little bit about the perception also mm. and the other thing that i wanted to share was like that there was a story about buddha and there was this person he comes to buddha and he's like you know angry at buddha and he's insulting buddha and everything and he goes on and on and on and then when he stops and he looks at buddha all calm and everything he says how can you still be calm like you know i am angry at you you have to you know you have to be angry as well and buddha just simply says that you know it is your anger and i do not receive it hmm. so again it was like you know that choice it was I feel like you know it was somewhere about that choice making that conscious choice that does this harm me so I am in control I am in power of my body of my perception of my energy etc so that is something and david goggins in his book talks about callousing of the mind so not just the body but also the mind so the mind keeps telling you to sort of you know give up or not do that because it is dangerous but you have to bring that awareness that you know that is the tendency of the mind and as soon as the mind says that i'm becoming aware and i'm still going and doing it if i'm i feel like that is actually going to make me stronger so you have that choice mm-hmm. and if you kind of give in to the survival instinct or if you give in to this sort of thinking that you know whatever my mind is telling me right now is the right thing then you are not able to go beyond it because the in spirituality we understand that the mind is just a tool 
right yeah. the mind is not yeah. the end like you have the physical body you have the mental body you have the energy body and you have a higher uh, which is the spiritual aspect of yeah. you right so the mind is not what is controlling you people are not what are controlling you so you have to bring that back to the spiritual aspect the soul that the soul is in control of everything Yeah. and the soul doesn't get harmed the soul cannot be stabbed the soul cannot be uh, you know in any way harmed or killed or anything so there is really no need to be afraid of anything mm-hmm. yes you know because oh my gosh when we think about the soul is indestructible cannot be harmed etc it uh, but you know a lot of people I can just I can just imagine this who are listening to us right now they'll be like but our bodies scan you know like it's a reality of our life that mm-hmm. someone can touch me someone can stab me or shoot me and I will bleed yeah and get bruised and uh, might get broken bones and who knows what other damage can occur to my body it's a reality of our lives and like I couldn't even die like my body can perish and die and so you can be mm-hmm. you can be very philosophical and say oh my soul uh cannot die but my body certainly can die and so so what are you saying it's like does my body not matter should i not value my body should i just let someone kill me so to speak um like how do you respond to someone someone's concern for for their like literal life hmm yeah so i think i would say in that matter that you know not every punch not every attack is going to kill you so every situation is unique every situation is new every person is new so when we come from this perspective that no one can even touch me because you know it's going to hurt me in a way you become i think soft <laughs> so there's this concept nowadays people are talking about that the current generation is becoming very soft and like i gave those examples where people do that to themselves to sort of you know strengthen themselves so it's a little bit about perception also that how do you perceive that punch there are people who go into wrestling as a profession like they are doing that day in and day out and do you think that they don't care about their body they definitely care about their body they take care of their body they mm. probably go much much more beyond what we do to take care of our bodies right so it's a, it is about perception now definitely if you perceive that somebody is going to kill me and you don't want to die in that moment you are going to stop that attack you are going to save yourself doesn't mean that you know you are always saving yourself that every time every kind of attack is going to kill you so my concern is also from the perspective that when we set boundaries or we make something like a concrete thing it's like we are i'm always going to behave like this people are always going to be like this so there's a limitation sort of it limits my capacities it limits my experiences so you know i kind of realized this while i was uh, in the coming from the trauma coming from the fear based thinking even like good people would seem bad to me because i was always suspicious mm-hmm. but once i was able to heal and i was able to let go of the thought that you know they can hurt me or they are going to hurt me they are thinking of hurting me, i was able to appreciate that you know they are much more than somebody who can punch me <laughs> right they are much more than somebody who can say a bad word to me and upset me instantly yeah it was also yeah. about that choice and that empowerment in a way yes and that, that's a very excellent point and you also made me think about you know uh, for example some of the people that i admire the most are people who are committed practitioners of non-violence like for us as indians you know of course we know gandhi ji uh, in america you know we have martin luther king's example um then there's mm. nelson mandela <clears throat> in the context of the south uh, african history um and you know like throughout history actually in in 
multiple cultures across across time um you know you can find examples of these figures of of mm. people you know even people like jesus you already mentioned the buddha's example you know they were like so deeply committed to the practice of non violence where to the point mm. that um i don't know if this is actually like a real saying of gandhi ji or if it's actually just something that i was watching um uh, uh, like a biopic of gandhi ji and this was a dialogue that they had him say in the movie so i don't know if it's a real quote or if it's just in the movie but basically uh, gandhi ji says you know there are many um issues for which i'm willing to die you know uh, but there is no issue uh, for which i'm willing to kill you know mm-hmm. and 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 so like when he said there's many issues that i'm willing to die he was talking about issues where you know these are issues where like there's grave injustice going on you know like for example at that time of course in gandhi ji's uh, lifetime the big issue that uh, they were fighting was for freedom for freedom mm-hmm. for independence um from yeah. colonialism right but it's not just about oh there is a foreign power that's come to rule over us it's about the injustice that and the oppression that was being so, uh, that the people were being subjected to and to be able to stand up and say no this is not acceptable i mean that's a kind of a boundary isn't it that they were drawing that that the people were drawing that they were like no we are not going to tolerate injustice and oppression we're not going to stand and allow for people to treat us as less than human um mm-hmm. and and exploit our 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 land and and our people and so on and so forth so clearly mm-hmm. there were they were in their own way they were drawing boundaries and and one of their mm-hmm. boundaries i would say was that you know just like gandhi ji said he was like the many many things for which i'm willing to die but there's nothing for which i'm willing to kill so for me that's a kind of a boundary you know and you know again like for most people the logical thing was that we are going to take up arms and we are going to fight back we are going yeah. to kill the other party right yeah. but for him again it was a matter of perception right yeah. how does he perceive that i can behave in this situation yeah. so i have a choice it's not that what everyone is doing so i have to do that or just because the other person is hurting me so i have to hurt back right yeah. now that is something that shows like i don't know if he had any other precedent like if he was following somebody else or if he was coming from his own uh thinking thought process but i really find that you know in the indian culture there is this uh i don't know if it's indian or eastern philosophy there is this concept of like you know coming from memory versus coming from intellect uh-huh. so whenever you sort of say that you know this situation was like this and i behaved like this so every situation i have to behave like that right so in a sense you are going back to your memory mm-hmm. and you are just repeating what happened in the past so you are kind of perpetuating the past as well in a way right whereas when we come from intellect and we perceive which is basically the difference between reacting and responding mm-hmm. right so you assess that this situation this person this word this context is different and unique and i can think of a new way of behaving or responding or a different solution to the situation right yeah. and also like you know um this reminded me of something i'm kind of forgetting <laughs> but anyway like you know uh, another example that i was thinking of like i was following uh, gary v who's very popular on social media right so he has a very like you know tendency to keep using the f word 
again and again and i see in the comments also and this was happening with me also i don't like the word i don't say it so i was kind of you know why does he say it again and again so i was thinking of like you know unfollowing him i didn't want to uh, hear that word over and over so somebody like a lot of people ask in the comment that you should stop saying the word it is offensive or it is bad and in one of the videos he actually uh, addressed that and he said that you know if it is triggering you it is about you it's not about me yeah right so you yeah. need to think why is it triggering you and what you can do about it mm. because you can see like you know so many people around you use that word and if you keep going to everyone and say that you know you shouldn't use the word because it is triggering me it is not their responsibility mm-hmm. it is your responsibility that it is triggering yeah. me so i should do yeah. something about it yeah yeah i mean there is certainly something to be said for you know us trying to create an environment in our surroundings in our culture that we believe is more peace promoting that is more respectful towards everyone um mm-hmm. you know and at the same time um you know what you're saying i i i agree with you that the part that where we take offense at certain language or whatever that really is more a reflection of us and what we're going through because like i have mm-hmm. had this issue also where you know i'm a survivor of sexual abuse myself and the first time like actually you know before i came to america honestly i never even heard the effort and after i came to america i was hearing it and i didn't know what it meant mm-hmm. and then one day someone told me that it basically the word means to rape and so when okay. i said what it means to rape and you know immediately as a trauma survivor as a sexual abuse survivor i was like oh my god that is so horrible like mm-hmm. rape is such a such a i mean it's 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 i mean i can't find a word bad enough to you know <laughs> like describe like uh you know like it, it it's a crime it's like an atrocity it's like it's like so like when when i when i went through my experience of sexual abuse i felt like it damaged my very soul you know i really felt like that and so and 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 for decades i was suffering because of of how traumatized i was because of that and like and and then when i thought from that perspective and and i thought about people just saying so casually fuck you you know you know like how, or in whatever context they use the effort right i'm like how can people do they not understand what they're saying how can they mm-hmm. joke about it how can they use it so 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 carelessly casually. and casually you know where uh, it's like um, but that's the thing that ultimately i realized that most people there as a matter of fact not thinking about it in the way that i i learned to think about it as you know referring to this idea of rape and and associating that with the trauma that i went through as a survivor mm-hmm. of of sexual abuse uh, most people are not thinking about it they're using it they're, just because they're just yeah just... they're just using it from a very different place of consciousness and with a very different intention so um once i sort of began to put that in perspective then i stopped getting so triggered by hearing the word mm-hmm. and now i will you know like i can sort of hear different people say it in different contexts like i just said the word but mm-hmm. there are contexts within which i hear it and i'm like oh this is actually an appropriate use of the word and there are other contexts where i'm like you know this person is just is just being totally careless and 
not thinking about the meaning of what they're saying or they have a very different meaning meaning to it mm-hmm. uh, from from how you know um it was meant to be originally and so forth yeah and exactly like, okay yes. yeah that is another thing which kind of keeps us in a sort of you know traumatized or wounded yeah. state which is the meaning that we attach to it mm-hmm. right yeah. and if i were to give you examples of the kind of words that uh, here in my local area people use they are even more specific like mm-hmm. i don't want to say words obviously no like your listeners might not even understand yeah. but they are more about like you know raping your sister or raping your yeah. mother like they have very very specific those kind of words that they use and they use yeah. it so openly and so casually and again like you know maybe they don't know the meaning just they've heard somebody else use it and it's like in the younger culture maybe it's perceived as cool uh, to say yeah. it maybe they hear the rappers yeah. use those words and that's yeah. why they have just picked it up or whatever yeah. or maybe it is like again they are coming from a place of being hurt themselves right yeah. so it is possible that they are you know just venting out their own yeah. uh, passive aggressiveness whatever yeah. right so those things are there so we have to like obviously we can't change their perception we can't go and tell them that you need to stop saying this word which is what a lot of people are doing nowadays but you need to change your perception that what that person is saying is about them it is not about me right yeah yeah and also to to be um, like if i was to talk about about this the use of such language i would talk mm-hmm. about it in my context now like i would say you know just like i did right now i would say you know this is what i learned the word means and this is my experience as a trauma survivor uh you know as a survivor of sexual abuse and so hearing people joke about about rape it's it, you know i find it to be a very very serious issue and not something that should be joked about very uh, because and then you know you can you know and then i can lay out more reasons for why i think because you know i think the use for example the use of such language in such a casual manner thoughtless manner by so many people it's it's reflecting a bigger problem in our society where we are actually living in a rape culture where so many aspects of Of, of abusive behavior are normalized like there's so it, it it's become so common these behaviors these practices have become so common people have become desensitized and and it, they perceive it as very normal right and so that gives people a sense of permission like most people mm-hmm. still will respect other people's boundaries uh you know are mm-hmm. are and and treat them with respect and so forth to beyond like and and stop once they get to a certain point but there will always be those who will experience this kind of normalization and this kind of permissiveness at this level and then they will take it beyond what is um beyond what is um just let's say uh, to a point where it becomes oppressive to a point where you know you're now treating someone like an object and mm-hmm. uh, causing suffering and causing hurt um mm-hmm. for 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 the other 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 persons and so mm-hmm. you know like i can share all of that from my perspective and and be like you know so for all of these reasons I do not use this language and I do not support the use of this language and so far as I have any influence um like on my friends my family I will encourage you to not use that language but at the same time I understand that it's not for me to control other person's behaviors and so if they continue to choose like if they hear me and they still continue to choose to use that language that's up to them then you know then I can make my own decision about how I want to interact with them or not. Uh mm-hmm. 
but you know i will also not allow it to become like something that you know begins to bother me and <laughs> like that i'm obsessing over and destroying my inner peace because of it yeah exactly and you said the word like choose they can choose for themselves so even we have the choice like you know yeah. so do i let this bother me or do i let this affect me any way positive or negative right and um, that also goes on to like you know sort of again bring that power inside of me yeah. that definitely like there are things that <clears throat> probably probably in a, on a national level or a global level that we probably need to do because maybe you know this is showing that there is as a collective there is a lot of anger in people and the violence and all of these things have become desensitized like you're saying which is why we see like wars happening in Africa like you know so maybe but then like as a individual if that doesn't happen can i really keep pinning on that that you know it has to happen it has to happen and unless that happens i'm going to stay upset and i'm going to stay traumatized etc so you take control you take back your power and you say that you know it is my choice that no matter what others are doing even like the masses you know if even if the masses are behaving in that particular way and it's a very minority of people that are behaving in a compassionate way or deciding to choose to not get affected by what the masses are doing i will still exercise that choice i will still exercise my power and my uh, free will to you know be happy instead yeah. of being upset all the time right right and this was like a beautiful thing that you have pointed out um Uh, last time where you know so so the boundaries that we are creating as people who are spiritually aware and spiritually grounded like like mm. also as it was beautifully demonstrated in the example that you gave of the buddha it's like the boundaries we are creating are not focusing on what other people do don't do the boundaries that we are creating are focusing on what i I'm going to think what I'm going to say and do or not do and how I will uh what feelings I will choose to cultivate within myself or not you know so the I do have boundaries spiritual people do have boundaries but mm-hmm. uh you know from a place of spiritual grounding we can see that the best boundaries the wisest boundaries to have are the ones that are focusing on our own self rather than on mm-hmm. regulating our own self rather than trying to regulate other people mm-hmm. yeah and you know in the eastern philosophy it's more about like you make your energy stronger mm-hmm. so i really like this concept of when you know some people say that yeah. i was in the presence of this master or this guru and just being in their presence made me feel calm or made me feel joyful and you know what that says is like they have worked so much on themselves that their energy is now positively impacting others and so when you really think about boundaries like you know you have this physical body so in a sense you already have a boundary but then when you look but from a spiritual energetic perspective you have an aura so how much control can you exercise if somebody else is aura and your aura is already interacting and you don't even know and like you know mm-hmm. a lot of times these things happen that their thoughts their anxiety can you know like i'm sure empaths would understand this somebody else's anxiety or pain you know i'm able to feel even without them you know touching me or anything so those are things that when you understand and you do that inner work do your yoga meditation practice this daily and your energy is so strong that that is like the best boundary i would say mm. right your energy is strong that other person's uh, negativity cannot even touch you yes the like other person choose not to believe the negativity like the buddha said yeah. yeah and then instead of being the receiver of insults you become a giver of joy uh-huh. in a way right uh-huh. think yes. from that perspective yeah so you choose not to receive the insult you choose to and i think that also sort of goes back to i think that that brings up two things for me number one is 
like i think why or you know like going back to the idea of the practitioners of nonviolence that i admire so much one of the reasons why i admire them so much because you know i this this show is called make change fun and easy you know and mm-hmm. our audience is change makers you know are uh, are the people who who listen to this show by and large uh, i believe you are change makers too right and change makers i count myself as a change maker we are people you know who are committed to not just creating change in our lives but we also mm-hmm. have commitment to create massive positive change in the world around us and do good um in the world around us and so when i think about well what is the very best way that we can create mm-hmm. change in the world around us you know when i think about what's the most fun and easy way to create change around us um mm-hmm. the answer for me is nonviolence because you know it's like uh, like some of the examples that we were sharing earlier like let's go use the example of people using language that is offensive i will say that in quotes offensive yeah so to clarify uh, nonviolence also yes. important words yes exactly and so it's like when we think about how like what okay if someone uses the f word in front of me then i respond to them with anger and i blame them and i judge them as doing something really bad and maybe even being really bad because they've just used that language i mean is that mm-hmm. likely to inspire them to change is that likely to motivate them to change their behavior and their use of language versus if i remain peaceful and calm mm-hmm. and i explain to them why i find the use of that word problematic just like i did right now i mean i'm still not saying that my communicating with that person in that moment will for sure 100% um convince them or motivate them or inspire them if i do it peacefully and calmly but i think mm-hmm. doing it peacefully and calmly i have a way better chance that they will actually be able to hear what i am saying and feel some compassion for my perspective feel some empathy for my perspective and i think i have a way better chance of inspiring them to think about changing their behavior uh coming mm-hmm. from that energy than from the energy of anger blame shame judgment etc and then you know that is a better way of kind of controlling people mm-hmm. right if you really want to control people <laughs> control them with love control uh, with them with you know very strong and powerful and positive energy yeah, yeah. So, like thinking you know about those masters those yes. gurus like you don't have to do anything just mm-hmm. by their presence by their very presence yes. people around them are changed or controlled or whatever like in a positive very very positive yeah. way yeah like, so how good is that instead of trying to you know say to them that you know you have to change you have to behave like this etc etc yeah. and then in that situation also you would find that a lot of people choose to not be affected by the gurus uh energy they kind of you know if they have that fearful thinking or the suspicious mindset that no these gurus are fake etc they don't receive like i yeah. hear a lot of people with sadguru in himself like i hear a lot of people say that you know i was in his presence and i was changed and my life changed etc just by being in his presence and there are all of these people who would say that i met sadguru they didn't do anything to me like so that is again like you know subconsciously yeah. you made that choice of not being affected by him so we have a choice in every moment it is only that either we are making that choice subconsciously or consciously mm-hmm. and either we are making that choice based on fear or based on love and definitely yeah. from a spiritual perspective we always want to be in love yes yes because like for me the essence of spirituality is the recognition of our oneness of our underlying oneness uh you know the oneness of our spirits the oneness of 
of the energy that that forms us that creates us that we you know that we are and and when we recognize that oh my gosh you and i underlying all of these differences and 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 so forth we're actually one you know and yeah. that is also the essence of love to feel that and to experience that oneness really you know that is the experience of love and so really uh, it i think it's like such a beautiful beautiful like realization to have that you know it's like wow like yeah like essentially like the reason gandhi ji uh, said i'm not willing to kill for any any issue any cause is because you know he was like spiritually grounded in this realization that you know we are all one so like by hurting someone else you're directly or indirectly just hurting yourself an aspect or a part of yourself you know and so um it's like no why perpetuate the hurt a much better way yeah. is to th- like you know approach the problem from a perspective of i want to heal i want to heal the hurt how can i heal the hurt and so you can only like ultimately heal you know through love with love um you know yeah like there's this adage that you know hurt people hurt other people yes. and yes. heal people heal other people mm. right yeah that is definitely very very true and then like you know um and i forgot what i was about to say <laughs> but again like you know like you said that it is sort of like you and you sort of when you transcend that aspect that you know this this body is different yeah i was going to say like we are moving from the 3d consciousness to 5d consciousness mm. so there's this huge conversation around that everyone is talking about that and even though you want to sort of like you know enjoy the very very good aspects of the 5d consciousness people are still sort of you know stuck in that separation which is the 3d consciousness and you really have to realize that you know you kind of let go of that thinking of that sort of identity to be able to transcend and go into that 5d so it again comes down to like you know it is a choice obviously you can choose to be in separation and you can choose to go into that oneness sort of like you know inclusion and expansion of your energy etc because if you want to keep boundaries your energy cannot expand it's sort of like you know it's not just words it's not just it's also about the energy right right so when we think about spirituality it's not just this particular body that we are looking at right so it also goes with that concept that you know the oneness is an actual thing like you are in oneness or you are in that spirituality or you are in 5d whereas if you are subconsciously still holding on to your old identity no matter how much consciously you say that i want to be that you really can't be so you have to really bring that subconscious thing into your consciousness and say that okay now here you know i need to make that change or i need to make that choice or i need to yeah. be in my power in this particular way and that is what yeah. is going to sort of you know um yeah. make me limitless in a way yes yes i mean a boundary is literally about creating separation it's literally every boundary that you set up mm. like literally creating separation you know mm-hmm. and, and so so how can you achieve oneness and unity with yeah. all that is when you're literally deliberately creating separation upon separation upon separation by creating and that actually, boundary upon boundary upon boundary yeah that actually reminds me of something that i had mentioned in the first uh, podcast that we did together if you remember the tonglen meditation Oh. right so you said any kind of boundary so even when buddha says that you know this is your anger and i do not receive it but there is this practice where you actually receive it mm. if you remember i had mentioned yes, that the yes, tonglen yes, remember you yes then breathe in the pain of the other person yeah and you send love mm. right 
like the ultimate sort of healing ultimate sort of like the love yeah. where you are and i think there is this concept of energy transmutation so a lot of people talk about transmuting energy but they only think about that okay the anger in me i'm transmuting it into love uh-huh. the pain in me i'm transmuting it into a higher wisdom or something yeah. but how does that like you know how, what kind of an uh, expanded consciousness would really think about let me take the other person's pain and transmute mm. it into love so right. that was very right. Well, but you see, that's the thing is that now the deeper you think from the spiritual perspective, the thing is, if you recognize that you have the power to transmute your pain, but then by, so then I also have the power to transmute your pain because you and I are actually one. In so far as yeah. we are one, if I have a power to transmute mm-hmm. my pain and you and I are one then I also have the power to transmute your pain so it's more yeah. about how can we connect how can I connect with you at that level where where mm-hmm. I can actually realize recognize be conscious be aware of our oneness where I can experience mm-hmm. our oneness you know and and yeah. that can only be done by being spiritually grounded we cannot experience mm-hmm. that level of oneness as long as we are focused on on the level of our existence in our bodies and our physical bodies because our physical bodies yes you know it's like you're sitting in india i don't even know how many miles and like oceans away <laughs> from me but yeah we connect our consciousness we are one you know and like I, I, I'm actually working with spiritual teachers and like literally we are practicing connecting with our spiritual spiritual consciousness you know and my teacher sitting like literally like my teacher sitting in Indonesia and she connects like and she's teaching and I'm learning to do this as well like literally connect with with my consciousness and and they'll be like ah samia i can feel you have you're holding something uh in your back there's a tightness that i can feel i want you to breathe into it and do this and do that and relax that and i follow and, and sure enough there is that tightness in my back <laughs> and i follow the follow the guidance and i'm like yeah <laughs> you know and like they they can, they're not seeing seeing me sometimes they're consciously sometimes you're choosing just, to feel your yeah. pain yes not yeah. that feel that yeah. you told that person that i have this pain they have you know let go of all the boundaries they're actually you know connected with you and yeah. felt your pain and then told you that you know this is the nature yeah. of your pain this is what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is what Yeah. I really feel like you know, maybe that's a, another level of um, being healed or being powerful yeah. in a way. Mm. Being healed, being powerful. I, I think it's really just about being more and more connected with our spiritual selves and acting from that place of consciousness of our spiritual identity and our spiritual self. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely and you know one thing i would like to you know even though you asked me to do this but i want to kind of you know recommend to people that you should have some of the other physical workout routine either yoga or gymming because not only does that aid your healing like you know it just doesn't make you physically stronger there's also this aspect of like usually we think of memory and intellect as something to do with this area like the brain the mind everything is here whereas it's actually everywhere your body has memory your body has intelligence right so when we continue to stay in that like you know this is how i always behave this is what i always do we are like i said before also we are perpetuating the past like that memory is still in there so when i do any kind of you know physical exercise yoga is definitely the best in the sense that it is not just about the physical it's it kind of you know unifies the mind body soul right but even if you do gym like you know 
you can do cardio you can do running you can do any kind of exercise that will help you remove that past memory from your body as well from your tissues uh, from your organs so this is something that a lot of people don't really consider when they think about healing a lot of people like here they only talk about meditation when they talk about mm-hmm. spirituality yeah so i had this session yesterday with satguru where he said that you know if you just keep doing meditation and if you just keep focusing on like the mind the third eye a lot of people really focus on you know opening the third eye etc what happens is that your one part of you is becoming advanced mm. and the other part of you is remaining yes backward or like you know speak yes. and sort yes. of not healing right mm-hmm. so you have to think of it from a holistic perspective which is yeah. why it has to be like physical the mind body and soul yeah. connected can't be yeah. the healing true healing cannot be on just one level yes oh my gosh oh my gosh okay i have to force myself prachi to stop talking to you right now <laughs> because oh my gosh uh you just brought up something that i think is like we can have a whole oh, other other conversation on um but we won't be able to do it justice right now we're like mm-hmm. out of time so um do you have any last last words of wisdom Uh, as we wrap up okay that's very difficult to kind of wrap up in one sentence or something because it's such a huge vast topic and every time i learn a piece of it it just opens up my literally like makes me feel like my eyes are more open now so yeah don't uh, limit yourself is one thing i would say because every time we have like limiting beliefs or we have like these boundaries or we have like a set way of doing things etc we are limiting ourselves as like you know humans we are limiting our experience of other people like i said that you know you can probably choose to be suspicious of even the best of the person and not be able to perceive the goodness in them so really like you know go beyond let go of all the yeah. ideology that you have so far just maybe momentarily let go of the boundaries let go of your identity let go of whatever you think about the world etc and just try to be in this sort of uh, space where you are just perceiving you're just yeah. looking at things not attaching me to it based on what you have gone through before or what you've heard from other people etc so i think that is a very very important thing to do yeah. on a regular basis Mm-hmm. Yeah and and the only reminder that I will give is actually something that you mentioned like early on is like that you know I I see it a little bit you know this practice of of boundaries and taking on this more spiritual perspective of boundaries as a little bit of an issue of growth and being sensitive to where you are in your healing process as prachi you had given your own example when you were in the earlier stages of your healing process you know you 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 actually found it helpful to create some physically oriented boundaries and think about boundaries from that perspective of creating that physical safety for yourself so if mm-hmm. if someone is you know at that stage uh of their healing if you're at that stage of your healing process if you're at that stage of your growth where you know you really experience um a lot of physical danger or you know or you find yourself mm-hmm. um in a in a dangerous situation yes please do what you need to to take care of yourself to protect yourself get yourself to a place of safety once you're in a mm. place of safety then allow yourself the opportunity to sort of do what you need to do or what you can do to to relax and truly yeah. relax and rest in that place of 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 safety once you feel you mm. you have you have some safety around you because that's when the true healing can really not that not that 
it's true healing but rather like a deeper level i should say a deeper that's when the deeper level of healing can begin to take place and we can begin to connect with this more deeper spiritual perspective and experience of healing and boundaries and so forth yeah and i feel like you know for that actually it's very very important to have a coach or a healer or somebody guiding you because when you are in that place of being very very hurt etc on your own it's a little difficult to create that space of safety so you need somebody else to hold space for you yeah. and the boundary the expectations we have from other people that you know they won't hurt me they won't maybe you know the people around you cannot really fathom that mm. because their experience in their experience probably anger is the right way of behaving in a particular situation right but your coach or your healer is somebody who's trained who is trauma informed who is understanding of like what you are going through and able to hold that space for you so i would definitely say that you know when you are really in the depth of it don't really try to do it on your own yeah. get that help because you know on your own probably you will not be able to create that safety that you require for yourself yeah i mean not that it's impossible but for sure it's not the most easy thing to do because it's actually difficult to maintain proper perspective like when you've just mm. been hurt uh you know and you're traumatized and you're you know and you know you're struggling to recover from that from that experience of trauma you know it's very difficult to maintain a bigger picture perspective it, you wow. know it's just the way that you know the body reacts the mind reacts the brain reacts it tends to like create a very narrow narrow vision for you um that a vision that it thinks will give you your best chance to survive mm. and so forth right so it's just again about like what will allow you to get to that place of safety and then recognize that you're actually in a in that place of safety so sometimes you need that outside help to allow you to be able to mm. you know broaden that brought in that perspective and that experience mm. all right thank you so much prachi again I, i yeah i'm so grateful to have this connection with you and to have been able to uh engage in this conversation with you i really really appreciate it and to you who have been listening to us this whole time yeah. Thank, thank you, you to all the listeners with us yes and listening and um we will be adding our links in the show notes prachi's links my link so um please connect with us get in touch with us and we'll be happy to do whatever we can to to support mm. you and so forth so until we connect next time i wish you lots and lots of peace and joy